0: Hello, it's me, Jonathan, again. Welcome back to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4ConstructionPros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. We're featuring the final conversation with Ron Stupai, Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer for the North American Division of Building and Infrastructure at Bureau Veritas. Where part one covered trends and part two discussed challenges, we also spoke about the upcoming opportunities for the years ahead. This is part three of a three-part series. Now to the interview. We spent a bit of time talking about the challenges and how the year has allowed contractors to kind of adapt and overcome those challenges. what do you see as the new opportunities for the BNI industry? We, you mentioned the electric vehicle charging space. How is that um, an opportunity for construction?
1: Yeah, I, I think anything related to energy and sustainability is lots of green runway because we really don't know what that means yet. Mm. So if I think, so I think, if I think about electric vehicle charging again, it it can be related to the automobile industry and think of all the retrofitting or construction of new plants whether it's battery production retrofitting old gm and ford vehicle plants rivian plants to now be able to manufacture these much more energy efficient vehicles or all electric vehicles all that took construction to retrofit those those places as you think about moving up the grid you know, to to power source like solar and wind farms, all that's related to construction in some way, and we'll have a tremendous industry. As you think about data centers uh, and their exponential growth, as we forever have the need for more bandwidth around mm-hmm. the globe, in the United States and globally, you know that's a market that again has grown uh, quite substantially over the last few years, and we're. You know, while the u s is is highly evolved, think about all the different places that still don't have Wi-Fi and bandwidth in, you know in the United States, let alone the rest of the world. right yeah. from, from that. So I think anything related to um, you know energy and efficiency scopes, um, I think are are really, really powerful and have so much runway. And in a runway that's different today, it's, it's leveraging technology differently. The projects are different than than what they've been over the last thirty years. So again, it, to me, that's an area that creates a lot of excitement uh, for you know the next generation of workers that are that are you know coming up through the ranks now. And and how can we help help those projects be be as successful as the other ones?
0: And there's also so many ways you can be energy and emissions efficient. Um, with construction in itself, you can use um, more uh, PLC in your concrete, you can use um, different reinforcement solutions out there. And then there's also the um, electric equipment. Um, so many um, large mm-hmm. equipments are turning towards battery power. Correct. And then there's the construction of all those facilities that's going to need Mm-hmm. To build those batteries. That's right.
1: That's I mean anything related to 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 energy, whether it's battery, hydrogen, solar, wind, uh, nuclear is coming back. All of those are such a tremendous, you know, untapped yeah. untapped marketplace right now.
0: Yeah, and I am always trying to find the that construction story of the new data center, that Amazon warehouse of servers. To like, how did you build this? Because it has to be so specific on making sure that those things are built right. The temperature has to be right. Uh, The concrete has to be perfect.
1: Yep. I mean, it's one of the few buildings we we you know in our data center commissioning business. You know, it's one of the few projects that we talk about that once it turns on, it never turns off. Yeah. So once that once that first server and piece of equipment you know, turn on to your point, everything has to operate perfectly and uninterrupted. So if one power supply goes down, where's where's the backup power supply? So there's no interruption and so so on and so forth. So, um, you know, that that expansion both again, both in the US and the rest of the world around data centers is is so tremendous. Uh, You know, just just by, you know, the big four or five, you know, well called, you know, internet companies like like Meta and you know Microsoft and others, but think of all the other uses that require data centers of of healthcare and chip fabrication and those types of things that, you know, while they may not be quite in the same headline, those are all still necessary. And you know, there are hundreds of those projects going on across the United yeah. States, if not thousands right now, let alone the world.
0: Yeah, they're built in the weirdest places, so you never know if there's going to be one a new AWS center in your backyard. That's right. Right. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the five G technology, right? Is um, the easiest way to describe is, you know, the tech that that bandwidth is is tremendous, but it can't travel very far, and so as as we all move to 5G and 6G and 7G or whatever the name of it will be, mm-hmm. it certainly seems like those data centers need to become more local because the intensity of that data is it's such that it's very clear, but it can't travel as far as as it used to. And so, um, you know, we are seeing more and more data centers of different types um, cropping up all over the place to, for, for different client needs, for sure.
0: It's, it's kind of like construction materials. You want that load as local as possible because then you're risking delays on the supply chain. Yep. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> how, how have you seen the infrastructure bill? Um, it, obviously, it's a big opportunity and there is a lot of funds already in play. Um, do you see the infrastructure bill and how big of an opportunity is that?
1: Yeah, I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic. And why is that? Uh, I've, I've seen the politics of our country, you know, and when something is approved federally, that's great. But now you need to disseminate that out to the 50 states and what are all the political lobbying to get their, their chunk of the money for their 50 states uh, is not always quite as efficient as we hope it would be. So I would tell you to date, that impact has been somewhat limited because the projects that are getting executed now physically executed now were in the works pre infrastructure bill right it's things uh, that have been in the works for 2 or 3 years that have gotten delayed that are now finally physically happening on the ground Where like I'm, the
0: JFK airport
1: like the JFK airport's a great <laughs> example of that and so what i'm what I'm optimistic now is We, and I would say this is relatively new in the last few months, is projects that are now reaching the end of their planning stage that have, that are a result of that infrastructure bill, right? That are now coming to fruition that, okay, things that had been talked about are now becoming real and they're starting to put pen to paper or, you know, keyboard to, to computer to to make those projects real. So I think the the real impact from that bill is probably still, in my opinion, 12 months away. But, and I think it's a much longer term impact to the industry than, you know, right now today, just because of the cycle of infrastructure. Those those projects have a tendency to be quite large. Um, So lots of dollar funding, but lots of political negotiation between the federal government the state government, and then you may even get down into counties and so on and so forth to really get them implemented. So they have a longer lead cycle, but we now know, you know, again, a a number of projects that were being talked about are now becoming real as a result of that. So that's good. So short version, not a huge impact thus far, beginning to have an impact, and I'm cautiously optimistic about it.
0: Sure. Sure. What would your advice be for construction professionals and contractors coming into 2023 and maybe maybe planning for 2024, really? Right. I, I think um,
1: my, my best advice would be to say, form solid partnerships with, with teams. Meaning I, I think it's going to be hard for you know, companies to say, hey, I want to go bid on this job and it's going to be three bidders. I think that's that's much different now. I think it's a much more negotiated, you know, teamed approach of 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 the end user, whether that end user is a government or private saying, I want a team that that brought to me that that has worked together, that gives me confidence that this project's going to go well from beginning to end. There's going to be no finger pointing upon amongst the team members to say, well, not my fault. You know, I've never worked with you before, so I didn't know we had to communicate that way. So I would encourage those those firms to to seek partnerships to say, how can we create project delivery teams in a much more integrated way than we ever have before? And those those partnerships take time to form Those partnerships need to be tested on real projects on how to work together, um, you know, can we work together and what went right, what went wrong. And I think um, the more you be, just like anything in life, the more familiar you become with your partner, your teammate, whatever you want to call that, that firmer individual, the next one goes a little better because you know each other and know what to expect and how to communicate and how to talk and how to not surprise each other. And so I would encourage the, you know, the industry to, to look at teaming and partnership more than ever before, versus looking at individual projects and how can I go get that one?
0: I think you could take that mentality and even apply that to any hires that you come and have for uh, the come the spring construction projects, because if you can't count on your team to complete the project the correct way, the way you want it to be, because that's the way it's probably going to be right. then you, you don't have a good team then, right?
1: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed.
0: I'd like to kind of kind of wrap this up and thank you very much for um, all your time um, and speaking with us today.
1: Uh, very good. Thank you for the opportunity. Look, you know, again, through through opportunities like this is an opportunity to educate, inform get people excited about being part of our industry in the in the bright future that it has um, I, I think the the opportunities are endless both in traditional form as well as new form new technology new industries that are a result of of our changing times and the challenges that we have so i'm really pleased to participate in in you know shows like this that, that help educate and form and can if we can get you know a handful of people excited about our industry as a result of this and and educate some folks then then that's a win for all
0: of us. Sure, definitely. I think next year, if I was going to symbolize next year, I think it's just going to be a, like a work boot because there's still work to be done. I think that I think that's a
1: good analogy. We we were just having <laughs> some internal meetings the other day and it was the the word we're using a lot right now is grit. we mm. uh, we're, we're you know, we're at, we're trying to to operate with grit. Our most successful employees are have are showing grit right now and demonstrating grit, and so that that's a word that's that's bubbling up a lot, and, and at least in our organization these days, of you know things aren't easy. Uh, we need to continue to grind and and work together and and uh, continue to innovate, but that's not easy to do, and it takes takes grit to to continue to kind of pound your way through it.
0: Okay, this marks the end of my three-part series featuring my interview with Ron Stupai. Ron, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us, and of course, thank you for listening. Tune in soon for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4ConstructionPros.com. Until next time, stay safe out there.